today in memory of Chanomi Bat Mashallah. Neshama should be and be a good interceding for you and your family for all good. Yisrael. Today we're going to learn about shoes. Last year after the quarantine began, uh, my one of my children got a pair of shoes, and they didn't use their shoes until they after they were finally able to go outside. It was already time for them to get next size. They got shoes and they and they barely were able to use their shoes. In Yiddish's expression, when someone gets a new pair of shoes, you know what they say to them? To rip them. <laughs> yeah. Good health. Why? Because what kind of person has their shoes stay the way they're supposed to stay? God forbid someone passes away, then they uh, their, their their shoes are are are, are 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 maintained. But is it better to go around with shoes or to go barefoot? You know, in Britain, the uh, the Ministry of, of Health, whatever it's called in Britain, in 2014, they put out this thing, everyone should walk around with sandals. Everyone should walk around barefoot. Because you don't want to bring foul odors around, you don't want to bring negative energy. So walk around without shoes. Sounds like a good idea, right? And uh, the question is, what, is Jewish, what does Judaism say? And doctors say that shoes have a benefit, right? There is, there's a benefit to have shoes. But what does Judaism say? Is Judaism pro-barefoot or pro-shoe? What do you think? You think you're Jews? You think barefoot? Well, this week's Torah portion is a proof to you what you're saying. When God first meets Moses, you know the story. It was the hardest time, one of the hardest times. The Jewish people were in Egypt, and God appears to Moses in the desert. And Moses sees this incredible thing. There is a thorn bush. A little bit of fire should have made it immediately burn up, but instead of it burning up. It keeps on burning and burning and burning and it doesn't ever get consumed. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, I have to go see what this is. What's going on over here? And Moshe Rabbeinu walks over there and he's, he's called Avi? Okay. No, I'm, I'm relaxed, brother. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, so he, sees, he sees this this amazing sight. The thorn bush is not, is not, uh, is not burning. Psychologists say when someone goes like this, it means that they can stay away. I, I have me, and I can get affected what you're saying to me right now. Anyway, so uh, in a similar way, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, when he was at, uh, at looking at the storm bush, Hashem also set him straight, so to speak. I shouldn't say that about Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem said to him, Take your shoes off your feet. The place you're standing on is holy. Now, the question is, why take your shoes off your feet? Because it's holy to take your shoes off your feet? What does that mean? We find the same thing happened to the successor of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moses passes away. The Jewish people cross the Jordan. They enter the land of Israel. They come to the city of Yericho, the city of Jericho. And there's huge walls, huge fortress. How are they going to penetrate into the city? So an angel of God comes to speak to Yehoshua. And God is what he tells Yehoshua. Take your shoes off. Take your shoes off your feet. And not only does Moshe and Yeshua take their shoes off, it's interesting, Moshe took off both shoes, Yeshua take off one shoe, whatever that means. But we find also when a Kohen gives a blessing, the Kohen gives a blessing, what does he do? First, takes off his shoes. There was an interesting uh, discussion among, in history, is it better to walk into a synagogue with your shoes or without your shoes? There's some, some uh, synagogues that had a custom, there was a Rav, his name was, uh, I'll tell you his name in a second, Oh, what's his name? His name was Rav Ashturia Parachi. In the 1400s, he visited Israel, and he discovered that everyone has this interesting custom in Israel. In the 1400s, how do people pray? Before walking into a synagogue, what do you do? Take your shoes off. 
Shiraz, you know, my country, my city. Yeah. We used to do it and still do it. Still do it? Everybody. One second. In Nessa, everyone keeps their shoes on. No, not here. <laughs> in Shiraz. In Shiraz. In Shiraz. Got it. Yeah. Right? They still they do it now. <laughs> it happened. Other people did. This, this guy, a guy goes to this Kabbalist. Not such a kosher Kabbalist. Yes, it's not such a kosher Kabbalist for a bracha. He said for a blessing. He says, yes, I give you a blessing for what you need, but it's going to cost you $18,000. $18,000. You sure didn't mean 18 cents. Why $18,000? I go to a Kohen every Shabbat. The Kohanim give us a blessing. And it doesn't cost $18,000. It's free. What's going on? So he says, that's why the Kohanim don't have shoes. <laughs> so the question though is, what, is it, what does it mean? The Kohen has to take off his shoes. In, in Europe, Jews, people always wore their shoes in the, in the synagogue. That was in Europe, they wore their shoes. But other countries, they specifically walk into the synagogue, they took off their shoes. Very interesting. In the oil, you take off your shoes. That's right. That's right. What the oil, go to Rebbe's Kaver. The custom is you take off your shoes before going in there. So, how come, how come to bring Avi? Avi is in Ghana. Do you have Ghana ready? We'll take you, we'll take you. So the question is, um, how come, on the one hand, it seems to be such a negative thing. You're going to a holy place, it's holy place, take off your shoes. On the other hand, we find the opposite, that if it's not a holy place, it's so, so important to wear shoes. The Gemara says these words, I'm not making it up. The Gemara says, a person is stuck, he has no money, but he, has no, and he needs new shoes. What should he do? He should sell his house and buy shoes. Wow. Sell your house. You need shoes? What are you talking about? Sell, that's the words of Gemara. A person should sell the walls of his house and buy shoes. Worse than this. Worse. It says in Gemara, there are seven people that are excommunicated. So to speak, that Hashem says, you know, you're not, you know, so to speak, you're not welcome. And one of them is somebody who does not have shoes. What does that mean? You're not welcome if you don't have shoes. It says, it says a lot of other things. If you don't send your kids to, 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 to study Torah, like big things. You expect to be on the list like eating milk and meat or eating, eating on Yom Kippur. No, no, no. What's on the list? Not wearing shoes. What's going on? How does that make sense? We find also, God forbid, God forbid, a person who loses someone, during this time of mourning, during time of mourning, a person, you have, unfortunately, I'm sure you know, you, take, you don't wear leather shoes during time of mourning. Question, what, what does that mean? Also, if a woman um, is, is a chalitza, is a, her yavama, uh, if her uh, husband dies and she doesn't have children, so her brother is meant to do, to do an act called chalitza, where she divorces her his her his, uh, his brother's wife. And how does this divorce process work? He wears a shoe, and she takes off the shoe. What does that mean? On Yom Kippur and Tisha B'Av, we don't wear shoes. What, what, what's going on over here? One is it you're supposed to wear a shoe, you're not supposed to wear a shoe. It is a good thing, it's not a good thing. What's going on? Every morning, we say morning blessings. What do we say in the morning blessings? We say that we thank God for opening our eyes. We thank God for being able to move around. One of the blessings is, thank you, God, for giving me all of my needs. Who could say they have all of their needs? Because they have a lot, be a lot. Everything you need, everything. What does it mean, all your needs? You know when you say that blessing? You know when you say the blessing? When you put on your shoes. Well, customs now, we say it after we finish everything, but the blessing is about shoes. Why are shoes called all of my needs? Not all my needs. I mean, it's great to have Nikes and, you know, and uh, you could... That they say you could just, just do it, you have those shoes, but, but, but why is it called all your needs? You have your shoes, all your needs. So the Abu Dhraham, one explanation, one of the commentaries on the Siddur, 
He says the meaning of the blessing, Hashem, thank you Hashem for giving me all of my needs, is the shoes. Why? Because you can't do anything without your shoes. Your shoes allow you to be able to go out into the world. And therefore you thank Hashem for your shoes because it's with your shoes you're able to get out there. So it's not specifically about the shoes. It's the shoes are sort of like a tool, sort of like a key to get out there. That's what the Buddha says. But the Shalah says something fascinating. He says, Hashem made the world in a way that the inanimate this, the, is, is governed by, by vegetation. Vegetation is governed by animal. And animals are governed by humans. When a, a person stands on the ground with his feet, your shoes are... If someone is very successful in business, what do they say about this guy? This guy... He, he, he walked into big shoes. person lose, loses his, his, his pants, they say, in America. They also say he lost his, lost his shoes. In, in the Talmud, it says this interesting story. Talmud says this woman got married to this guy. He pretended to be a very simple person, but he was like the wealthiest guy in town. He was like, you know, the, he, he pretended, he was like, no, he's, he's simple, but he was like the fanciest guy in town. And he, and he, she, he marries this woman on, and with this in mind, with this, with this pretending to be this, this very uh, simple guy. She says, I don't want these big shoes. She didn't, the, the wedding was absolved. The, the marriage was absolved. Why? She didn't want to have the big shoes. And it, considered, it was considered a, a, a just um, thing that she didn't want to have the big shoes. They, they, they want a lot from you if you enter these, 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 these big families, right? That's what you're thinking about. Don't worry. It'll be okay. You'll make it. You're, you're a big guy. <laughs> Anyways, so, um, so the question is, oh, it says that Mashiach will come. Mashiach will come, it says in the Torah, that what, Hashem will split the, the river again uh, uh, that, that we crossed. We went out of Egypt. Hashem will divide that river into seven parts and we'll walk through it. All the Jewish people will come from all over the world and will come also from Egypt and they'll walk from there with shoes. Vasepis. Why are we so into the shoes? What does the shoes mean? So the answer is the shoes represent power, energy. You know, and everyone's talking now about what happened yesterday. Uh, and who is the president? Well, he, he's the president. How dare he say he's the president? I'm the president. Everything that happens in our life is a sign from Hashem. I think one thing that the Torah wants us to, to say to ourselves is, I am the president. Every Jew has to feel that they could get stuff done. Wearing shoes means that your good thought, your good word, your good action makes a difference. What you do has an effect on the world. You shouldn't feel... Like you're doing, as we were doing last week, you're stuck in a certain situation. What you do doesn't matter. You have to feel you're wearing shoes. You're standing up. You can make a difference. Today is the anniversary of passing of a great, great tzaddik. His name was Rabbi Ashkenazi. Rabbi Ashkenazi was, uh, tonight's the anniversary of the passing of Al-Tarebbe. But today's also the passing of Rabbi Ashkenazi. He was a rabbi in Kfar Chabad for 40 years. His father passed away on the same day he passed away. And he was a rabbi for 40 years. He started his job and he finished his job on the same day. He was in the hospital. My friend uh, told me that when his father was, was in, the, uh, in the hospital, because he, he had a stroke, he went to visit him in the hospital. And when he comes into, the, into his, his room, his family's around, and, and, and he says, he, call, he could barely speak because he had a stroke. He calls over um, a member of his family. He tells a member of his family, go tell Laser. Laser was his son studying in New York. Tell Laser to go to the Rebbe's Ohel. Go to the Ohel of the Rebbe and tell the Rebbe, I'm going to fulfill the mission he gave me. What was the mission he, he gave him? Tonight's anniversary of the passing of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe is the one who wrote, wrote the Tanya and wrote the Code of Jewish Law. Rabbi Ashkenazi was a uniquely gifted person who was meant to write, the Rebbe asked him to write notes, sources, in the entire Code of Jewish Law. And he, he's busy. He's a rabbi of a, town, of a whole town. And they, 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 they don't make it easy 
to be a rabbi with. And everyone's asking questions and questions. Like, is it this? Is this kosher? Is that kosher? Are you sure it's not kosher? Maybe you do like this, it's kosher. Whatever, it's busy. <laughs> and he wasn't doing his, his mission because he was busy. But the, but the rabbi had given them this thing. He has to write. He, he actually got a prize in Israel. How did what happened? What happened was he, he told his son, tell the rabbi, I, I extend my feet again. I'll do, my, I'll do what, I, what, what the rabbi asked me to do. And three weeks later, he was able to raise a stand on his feet. His, his son got married in Amsterdam three weeks later. He was able to walk into the wedding hall. He was able to walk three weeks later. If a stroke, God forbid, you know, you, you can't do that. Is it? But he, he, and he was able to, fit, 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 to write this, 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 uh, the, the notes on the code of Jewish law. He got, there's a prize in Israel. I forgot what it's called. The prize, there's certain prizes they give like the best book of the year or something like that. Not, not for, for best Torah book. So he, he got that, the Israel prize, whatever that's called, for writing Torah books. He made a decision. He said, this, it's something I could do, and, I, and I'm able to make a difference, and he did it. And the same is also not just in major events like health or whatever, but each of us in our own family, you know, things that go on in our life, have to feel we could do something. You could, you, you, the ball's in your court, and you can make a difference. That's the first message of the shoes. The second message is like this. Shoes, when you wear shoes, you're elevated from the ground. Because of our involvement all the time in physical and business and this and that, we could easily get distracted. Like a guy on my right is on his, on his cell phone, a guy on my left is on his cell phone, the guy in front of me is on his cell phone. I'm not even exaggerating. This is, we could all get caught up and we... <laughs> we could all get caught up and what's going on and everything about what's important. It's a true story. During the Second World War in Ukraine, Ukraine was, unfortunately, was captured by the Nazis. The Nazis, you know, would tell people to go out and, and, and into, the, into, into the forest and they would shoot them and then they would, I don't go into details, but one incredible story. This woman, she escapes with her baby. She puts a baby in her bag and she puts other things in other bags. She takes two bags and she's on a train and she feels, and she's trying to pretend she's, she, she's not Jewish. And then Nazis asking people's papers. And the papers said, if you're Jewish, you're not. And she's very frightened. And she, she's with, and she, she, her baby is in, her, is in, the, is in the back. And, uh, and she, the train door is open. She runs out of the train. And she runs and runs and runs and runs. And she feels the bag, the bag is lighter. She left the wrong bag, a Ronald Slan, in the train. Sorry for giving you this, 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 this horrible parable, but the point of this is, in life, sometimes there are urgent things, urgent, and there are very important things. Urgent is, you got a call this morning, your workers are trying to get into your, their office, no one was there to open the door, that's urgent. What's important? Important is what's going on with your son, what's going on with your daughter, what's going on with your wife, what's going on with your brother. That's important, because we're, we're so busy with the urgent things, it has to get done, the emergencies, we don't have time to think about, about what's important. Because, why? Because we're so involved, because we don't have the shoes. Having shoes means to lift yourself above the ground and to think about, and not to take the bag which is lighter. I take the bag which is lighter, the urgent bag. You take the bag which is heavier, but it's, it's more important, it's more weighty, it's more valuable. This is, um, this is what, what the Torah is telling us with the meaning of, of, of shoes. Being, a, being in a holy place, in a special place, in a place of a synagogue, you don't want to be a, you don't want to separate yourself from that place. You want to be connected to it. To take off your shoes. Be part of that place. You go into your workplace. Go into the world. Go into the physical place. Not such a holy place. You want to you want to you want to remember who you are, where you came from, and know what you're trying to do. Know what you're trying to do. Very often, people get so involved in what they're doing, they have no idea what they're trying to do in the first place. So they have wearing shoes. Where do you wear shoes? You wear shoes. 
when you're involved in the physical, when you're involved in things that aren't holy. Stay above. Remember what you work, who you're working for, what it's all about. But on the other hand, when you go to a holy place, Torah says take off your shoes. That's unfortunately also the of a, of a, a mourner, God forbid, taking off his shoes is that he feels he lost, he lost, he lost, it, lost control. But in general, as the Baal Shem Tov said, a person may say that, that they're, too, they're, they're not able to accomplish something. They have humility. They're anav. They can't accomplish anything. But the truth is, a Jew has to feel that Hashem gave us a mission to be in this world. And we're here to do something. What are we here to do? We're here to get to the day of the coming of Mashiach. What's going to happen Mashiach will come? We're going to go around with shoes. What's been going on with shoes? How do we get to Mashiach? How do we arrive? Mashiach will come. How do we get there? We got there because we wore shoes now. Instead of wearing shoes, we stayed above. We stayed, We lifted ourselves above the physical. We didn't get caught up with all different kinds of kinds of foolish things that 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 that, that make us uh, forget what our what we're, we're about and where we're going. And and when Mashiach will come, we're going to to wear shoes because the merit that we had to come to Mashiach is by lifting ourselves above the exile and realizing that our next word, next thought, next action could do something, could tip the scale and, and, and make a difference. And not just in a, a, a wave from Shemayim, but you know yourself. You know, you, you come home. I just, just earlier this week, the last thing I'll let you guys go. Earlier this week, I gave a class to these, to these guys. And one of the things in the class was, was an exercise. Call up somebody and tell them 10 reasons why you appreciate them. That was exercise. These two boys in class. There's exercise. One of them called up his father. I promise you, his father will never, ever forget that phone call. Just said 10 things any kid could say about their father. You know what a difference it made to his father? Why do we, why do we wait for, you know, God forbid, negative events? We should think about the heavier bag, what's important to us, not get caught up in, 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 in the, that's the... That's the of wearing our shoes. We should wear our shoes. Gesundheit. To be as a Mashiach. Amen. We'll walk to be... Amen.